Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So get in the Word of God and talk about it. And I hope today will be an encouragement to any of you who try and do good in life. That ought to be you and me. It says of Jesus, he went about doing good in Acts chapter 10. What a description of a person. How would you like that to be described of you? You were a person who went about doing good. That's what we want to be like. But I've discovered something. We live in a fallen world, and we have a spiritual enemy. And so it seems like anytime we try and do good, we will face opposition. That's right. It might be something like when I preach on campus, I face opposition. I remember, why would I do, why would that happen? I'm just trying to help people. And then I think as something that, and I, then I think of something my wife recently uh, did a, a, a favor for my son. And my son had a favorite painting of an original painting that was damaged. And he was so disappointed in that. And she said, well, I'll, I'll restore it. And she had to learn how to do it. But in the process, faced a lot of unexpected challenges and a lot of having the things that didn't quite go right in that restoration process. It seems like whether it's it's with people, with circumstances, with having to, in a fallen world, bear fruit by the sweat of our brow because the ground's now giving us thorns and thistles instead of just good crops. Whenever you want to do well in this world, you face some sort of opposition. So we want to be people, like Scripture says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We're to be agents of good in our world. We're to be agents of, uh, of weapons of goodness in the hands of God. As it says in Romans 6, that we are weapons of righteousness. We're instruments of righteousness, instruments of good in our world. We're the light of the world. I want to encourage you today not to lose heart in being the light of the world, not to lose heart in being an agent for good. Several months ago, we talked about when you leave the house, say, Lord, who will I encounter today that I can be a blessing to? Who might, encounter, who might I encounter today that is having a tough time? And I might be an answer to their prayer. I might be a, a, a source of hope and encouragement from God to them. I might be the one God uses me to answer their prayer for help or to know that God cares about them, to know that God loves them. That could be you, my friend. Today, you could be the one who overcomes the evil of our world by doing good yourself. But like I said, whenever you do that, it seems like we inevitably face unexpected opposition of some sort. It could be people, it could be circumstances, who knows? And so I want to encourage you, two things you should not do when you face opposition or difficulty as a result of doing good. Number one, don't be surprised. In 1 John 3, verse 13, I've got the wrong reference on the screen there somehow. 1 John 3, 13, it says, Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. I, I know that that has surprised me in the past. I've kind of learned to come to expect it now, but I still remember some of the first times I was ever persecuted for sharing the gospel. I wondered why. I'm trying to offer people hope. I'm trying to offer people something good. Why would they turn on me? Why would they dislike it? Why would they 
you know, not be in favor of what I'm saying. And it, and it, if it catches you off guard, if it surprises you, it's easy to feel, feel that I must have done something wrong. If you see someone else suffering for doing right, and they're suffering, it's easy to think, well, that's that's an injustice. The, the world's not that unjust. They must have done something wrong. My friends, I want to tell you, we need to be people who realize that in a fallen world, people who do the right thing, people who stand up for what's right, people who break out of the status quo to do the good thing will face opposition, persecution, hatred, injustice. Don't be surprised when it happens. Don't let it catch you off guard. If you're not prepared, you might take the wrong side. If you're not prepared, you might get discouraged. I remember one time at the University of Maryland, early in my preaching career, it was just a tough day. It seemed like people were heckling me, and the hecklers got the best of me. They were asking questions I didn't have the answers to. I remember walking off campus feeling defeated and discouraged and feeling like I tried my best, and boy, did I not do—I I blew it today. It, I just—I didn't win. And therefore, the gospel didn't win. And therefore, the, 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 the skeptics and the unbelievers, the atheists, they beat me today. And I remember walking off just feeling like I had failed the Lord. It says in Romans chapter 8 that nothing will separate us from the love of God, not even persecution. And before when I'd read that verse, I thought, well, obviously persecution won't separate you from the love of God. That's, that's something that, you know, that's... A, Badge of honor, if you're the people who've been persecuted, we say, wow, they're, they must have been really good people. But when it happens to you personally, sometimes you think, well, did I fail? Was it my problem? Did I bring it on myself? My friends, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if your efforts to do good are met with opposition. Don't be surprised if your love is met with hatred. Don't be surprised if your goodness is met with evil. Don't let it stop, surprise you. If it surprises you, you won't know how to respond properly. Expect it. Expect it. Now, don't be overcome by it. We overcome evil with good. So don't let it overcome you, but don't let it surprise you. The second thing I want to encourage don't let it do is don't. when you face opposition, don't give up. Don't quit. We read in Galatians 6, 9, let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. That's a conditional promise. The condition is if you don't grow weary and you don't give up, you will reap. But you reap in due time. I've discovered something about human beings, me being case number, uh, example number, exhibit A. Something about human beings is our timing often is not the same as God's timing. What we think due time is, is usually a lot faster than what God thinks due time is. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you plant some seed, it doesn't sprout the next day. I'm not a farmer. I've never planted a crop, but I have planted, I'm a suburban guy, and I have planted grass seed. And I know preparing the soil is hard work. 
and you you loosen it up and then you put in some seed and you put in some fertilizer and you cover it up with something so the birds don't eat it. You water it and you go about back out the very next day and you look at it and what what is it? It's a patch of dirt. That's all. All that work and all you got to show for it is dirt. You go you water it, you go back the next day and what do you have? A patch of dirt. That's all you got to show for. The third day dirt, fourth day dirt. Sixth day, seventh day, eighth day, dirt, nothing else. You're watering. You you might lose heart. You might say, was it worth it? All that backbreaking preparation of the soil. And then after a couple weeks, you look there, and at least this is the way in the north with with cool season grasses it grows. You look and you see, I see something green there. It's small. It's just a little sprout. It's really tender. I almost need a magnifying glass to see it, but there's something green in that dirt. The next day there's more green and then more green. And when the one day you realize that the crop, the grass is coming in, I'm reaping what I've sown. I put that seed in the soil. I watered and fertilize it. Now I'm reaping brothers and sisters. That's how it is. When we do good in due time, we reap not always the next moment. Not always right away. This is the this is the lesson of perseverance. When we we're, God calls us to do good and to persevere in doing good, because in the process of reaping that harvest, God is developing our character. We live in a fallen world. There will be opposition. It may come from people. It may come from circumstances. It may it, it, it just life often doesn't work out as quickly and wonderfully as we hope. However, don't be surprised at the difficulty. Don't be surprised at opposition. Don't be surprised if you're you're sweating more than you realize. Don't be surprised if you run into unexpected obstacles. But don't give up. Don't quit. In due time, you reap. And the thing about sowing that seed is, my goodness, you put that little grassy, those tiny little seeds in there. And suddenly you can have a whole yard full of green, luscious grass. You can get a whole lot more than you sow. That's the whole idea. You sow a little bit and you reap a lot. You, you sow a lot and you reap a lot more. But if but what you reap is a lot more than what you sow. Some of us have been sowing and persevering for a long time. There may be a bigger harvest awaiting you than you realize. Don't lose heart. Okay? Don't give up. Don't quit. The difference between those who succeed and those who fail often is as simple as this. They both face opposition. One quit and one didn't. Hang in there. Be encouraged. Keep keep sowing. Keep believing. In due time, we'll reap if we don't grow weary. Amen? Father, we thank you that you have made us sons and daughters of God We have become, because of this, we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We thank you that you have made us ambassadors for the kingdom of God. We thank you that we are weapons of of goodness and righteousness in the hands of our God. Father, I pray that we we would be like Jesus, people filled with the Holy Spirit who go about doing good. The words we say would be good words, sharing the gospel, encouraging, uplifting of others, inspiring of others. I pray, Lord, that the things we do would be acts of service, kindness, and goodness, generosity that would make a difference, that would be sowing good seed in this world. 
I pray, Lord, that wherever we go, you would make us instruments of goodness in your hand, filled with your Holy Spirit. And should we face opposition in this, and should it be more difficult than we expected, I pray, Father, we'd not be surprised. We'd expect it. We'd be ready for it. We'd not be caught off guard. And I pray we'd not lose heart in doing good. And I pray, Father, that as a result, every one of us here would reap a great harvest. I pray we'd be, you said that we'd be 30, 60, or 100-fold, Lord. I pray we'd be 100-fold Christians for you. Let us be this for your glory, we ask. And we bless you and we love you now. We give you this day, this day, might we be people who don't lose heart and aren't surprised when we go about doing good. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, those are our marching orders today. Wherever you go, whatever you do, in your home, outside the home, wherever you are, do good. Speak what's good. Do what's good. Speak what's true. Be an agent for what's good and let God, let the chips fall where they will and God will give you the fruit. Amen. Hey, so thanks. So glad that you were with me today. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel, like the video, share with your friends and join us regularly as we come here every day to get into the word of God and talk about it and be inspired by it. We need it daily. Okay. Those of you here every day, thank you for being committed to becoming a fruitful Christian, a hundredfold for God in whatever way God's using you, a hundredfold as the seed of God is sown in your life. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.